0: You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. It's for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. The Empowered Parent Podcast is a developmentally informed, trauma-sensitive, connected parenting resource. To learn more is at OneBigHappyHome.com.
1: Greetings, my friends, greetings, and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me once again are Ryan and Kayla North. Hey, guys. Hey, Chris. Hello, Christopher. So we have a guest with us for this evening. Joining us once again is Carrie Ann
2: Stanfest. Hello. How
1: are you doing?
2: I'm doing well, but I've been told that I brought the cold weather with me, and so I'm feeling a little bad about
1: yes, that. Yes, Carrie is, yeah. is visiting from... Uh, Minnesota. Not, not quite the Great White North, but just <laughs> south of the Great White North. Oh my goodness.
3: Um, yeah, and I was I was texting with her yesterday and just said like, hey, just so you know, we're wearing shorts, so dress accordingly, <laughs> you know, thinking, oh, you know, it's nice weather. And all of a sudden today, I'm like, I'm wearing my sandals. She's got her sh- shoes on and like four layers of clothes because she... it's. Snowing at her house. That's weird
4: to me, by the way, um, that you're from Minnesota, Uh Michigan, and then Minnesota. Um, And and then I saw somebody on on Facebook post a picture, and like the snowstorm Mm -hmm. at Grand Rapids, where she lives. Um, And then I thought, you showed up in my house with like boots like hiking boots yeah. socks she pulled out her big swe- puffer jacket and i was like wait she, she walked in here her and kayla walked in tonight um, t- to record and she had a puffer jacket on and and kayla's got sandals on and i'm like
3: because <laughs> i just never changed my shoes my feet are cold
4: <laughs> i just felt like um,
3: it should have been reversed
4: uh, no, no it should have been reversed i'm surprised that it wasn't yes but yep. enough about the weather yeah,
1: yeah. because you know here in texas when it hits you know 65 degrees oh the shorts are coming out you know yes and we just all think that up there in minnesota when it hits you know 45 degrees that's when the shorts come out
4: for- typically
2: yeah. just yeah. not for me Yeah, it's <laughs> not for her.
1: Oh, that's because you're not you
4: weren't born somewhere cold
2: uh, i wasn't
4: so it's south carolina
2: uh virginia
4: virginia mm-hmm. there you
2: go uh there. maybe that's it
1: maybe that's it so how, how
4: old are you when you moved from virginia again like 12. Yeah, her blood's already ca- calibrated. Yeah, it was already, yeah, that yeah. already yeah. calibrated yeah. and dialed okay. yeah. in. From, yes. I feel from personal experience. Like, cause you guys know I grew up 15 minutes from the beach in South Africa. And when it gets super hot here, mm. oh my gosh, still after 29 summers in DFW, I have no will to live. <laughs> I'm like, why hast thou forsaken me? I mean, it's just so unbearably hot. And then I see other people who are just like, like our oldest son, he just like does stuff. And I'm like. I can't. I, I cannot get behind heat that high, or even like I couldn't be at their house right now. I would be miserable and whining because I can't stand extreme cold either. <laughs> so I get, I get you, Carrie.
3: The extreme temperatures are no good.
4: Can I, can can I just uh, just provide a little bit of context here with with Carrie Um Carrie Ann and her husband Will, we all met during the pandemic, all of us together, and we've ended up in each other's homes and going to family camp together in Colorado and meeting at conferences and all kinds of stuff like that. But they also have a podcast. So how about like a 30 second plug and literally we'll mute your mic at second 31.
2: (laughs) perfect. No, I mean Will and I decided that after 20 some years of parenting experience that we went from one extreme to another. And we've learned so much, and we like to talk about it. So we get on a podcast together, just talk things back and forth, see what comes out, and love to share our hearts and encourage other parents.
4: Well done. There you go. For nice. like 20 seconds. That's
1: a real good elevator pitch. Have you, have
4: you guys worked on the elevator pitch, or did that just come to you?
2: That just came to me. Oh, that's oh, awesome. I'm I, that's, yes, well that's done. Good. Yeah.
4: Can I ask you a question, Chris? Sure. Did you travel anywhere recently?
1: Have I traveled anywhere yes. recently? As a matter of fact, Ryan, I have. <laughs> Recently enjoyed the, not confines, what's the word I'm looking for?
3: <laughs> confines seems negative.
1: Neg- well, and, and limiting, because we saw a rather expansive part of the state of Kansas uh, as we were on that side of the Kansas City uh, border. Uh, we went to the reconference. That's correct. Where did you go to the reconference. And it just so happened that we were there. Uh, the week before, or sorry, we were the weekend before the week of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, you know, it's fun about that because
4: you and Kayla were at the events. So so in the closing general session on Saturday, um, because you know you know right the cheapest speaker trick in the world is get them to laugh because then they'll want to listen to you because because oh, why would you don't want to listen to somebody who makes you feel this good right so so i told them um the, the audience i said you know i was really excited about kind of coming into kansas and mean until we got to the airport because it was everywhere just chiefs afc this chiefs afc that i'm only here for taylor's boyfriend and all of that stuff <laughs> and then and then i just just felt myself like mm, you know felt like kind of like that inside mm. but then driving to the airport because it is wide open spaces up there in Kansas, right? Um, I was very reflective and I realized that my anger wasn't real anger. It was the secondary emotion because the real thing was jealousy. So I texted my brother and I said, Hey, can you send me a picture of myself in 95, 96? So he does, and it's even better because it's me and him standing between two Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. <laughs> and I tell them, I said, the reason that they that that were so jealous is this is what I looked like the last time the team in my hometown went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I put this picture up, and I've got, like, I have got like a baby face. I think Such
3: a baby uh, face, like, like yes.
4: The beard makes me look like an adult.
3: It does. Right. And, and, sure like, I have
4: such a. you should never, ever shave me. Like, yeah. so, so all a, the
3: gray in that beard. It's, it's just it's very adulty.
1: I, I, I was not the one that went there.
3: I did.
4: Do you have any other old jokes, dear?
3: No, I just, I just think it's very adulty oh, thank you. looking.
4: Well, when she's not being recorded, she says she thinks it's sexy, but I guess we're PGing do, it up for the I audience. Do, I do
3: think it's sexy. It's quite nice. We
4: certified with Apple that this was a PG podcast. <laughs> um, so I, so I show this picture, and the whole room like erupts laughing at me. Which, on one hand,
1: it's we, a great picture. Is
4: what I wanted, but when they're all laughing at me, I was like, dude, that's not cool that you're laughing. At me. <laughs> So anyhow, uh, so we were there on the way back. So
1: we were there, so we, we had a great conference, and then then you know it was time for us to come home, and we, we flew home on Sunday. And we get through security, and we're going to get coffee and tea and what have you, a little kiosk just inside the, the security barriers. And as we're leaving from there, there's a lot of red and white suddenly in front of us. And it was not Chiefs fans, it was, in fact, the Chiefs cheerleading squad coming through security to get to the charter plane because literally before our flight to DFW took off, the charter flight for the team and the cheerleaders and the media and whoever else was on this charter flight for the Chiefs flew to Vegas, took off for Vegas.
4: That's right. I'm like, Chris, I think those are the cheerleaders. And he's like really and I'm like they're all the exact same height <laughs> <laughs> like that was my first clue not not the, not the Kansas City Chiefs like uh, track suits but but the fact that they're all the same height yes and then and then, and one, then one
3: of them had like a their bag open because open he, <laughs> he took a picture he took a picture because I wasn't there with them and so he took a picture and he goes look who we saw going through security and he shows me you can see the pom-poms in the bag <laughs> I guess you had to get something out of it or whatever we were cracking up because we had said like I'd even Googled, like, when are they leaving for the Super Bowl? Because I thought, surely it's this weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I wonder when they're leaving. And sure enough, like, they must have come through security right after us. Because we'd been there for a little bit. Our plane was delayed. And so.
1: Yeah. so I don't think the team had to go through security, which seems kind of weird. But, yeah. but, but surely unless, they
3: let's, did, let's, but I don't know.
1: Well, it's charter planes. <laughs> I was surprised to see the cheerleaders, really? unless they were flying commercial. Oh, I wonder if someone got their signals crossed and dropped the. On the bus at the wrong place. <laughs> Drop the cheerleaders at the wrong. But can we talk about those Kansas City Chiefs? Shh, do we need to? Yes. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, the reason we're we're talking about the Chiefs is because um, a it's rather timely. We're we're doing this a week after the Super Bowl, and uh, there was a particular incident that occurred. And I'm not talking about the 50 million times they showed Taylor Swift in the suite watching her boyfriend. Um, that would be actually, 50 million. <laughs> There was an incident on the field uh, that now has generated 50 million memes yes. proliferating oh, yes. across social media.
3: And um, everybody has their opinion on it.
1: On it, correct. So, I mean, we might as well give ours. <laughs> sure. Um, and, of course, I'm referring to the fact that Travis Kelsey felt it necessary at one point uh, to go over to his head coach and scream in his ear, Um that he was particularly unhappy yeah, about, and he
4: was not, didn't have a high opinion of Coach Reed in that very moment. In that very right, moment,
3: yeah, right. There was, and if you were any any level of lip reader, you knew exactly what his thoughts were.
1: Especially when they backed it, it rewound it, and slowed it down, and you know, showed, showed it, it over and over and over, and over again. Times. It was pretty <laughs> easy to figure out what he said.
4: Okay, so I want to. I don't know if everybody saw it live or saw it afterwards, but but I, I want. I was just going to say what everybody could could what their first reaction was because my first reaction was. Um, that man, not maybe by his choice, maybe he just likes playing football, maybe he just likes <laughs> the money that comes of being a professional athlete, but, but none of that matters because he's a role model for young children. Yeah. And I thought to myself, gosh, I, I would not want one of my children to have that guy's poster on their wall because of the way he conducted himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's reductionist thinking, perhaps, because it's a high-pressure situation, highly emotional. I get all of we that. Don't,
1: so. we, yeah. <clears throat> and they talked about on the broadcast what they thought kind of prompted the whole thing. Um, I haven't, as much as I love sports, I don't care about the minutiae of the before and after a whole lot, especially when it's about teams that I don't really have a stake in per se. Right. So I didn't pay any attention to the post game pressers and that kind of stuff. We're going to, we're going to talk about that in a a minute. And you're probably wondering why we're talking about this on a parenting podcast. (laughs) And and that's because we kind of came to the conclusion that, this is a moment that turned into a parenting masterclass. Agreed. And we're going to talk about why that is. So yeah, I had no context, any more context than the, the, the broadcasters at the time were making up what they thought the reason was. And so of course, after the fact, you know, people talk and that kind of thing, we kind of learned a little bit more about what went on. But in that moment, He's just really ticked off about something.
4: Yeah, so if it's okay with you guys, um can I just take 40 seconds to explain why I think it's a parenting masterclass and we can unpack that? A little? Well, do you sure. want
1: Carrie Ann and
3: I to give our first Oh, of course, as yes, well? I did yeah.
4: ask that. My apologies. Yeah.
3: No, you're okay. I I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, I've read so many things online and so many opinions that it's hard for me to really form like what was my first mm-hmm. initial because I have read like
4: so you side, don't, you don't remember how, how you are at? Because we watched the game together.
3: Yes. And so I, I think in the moment, I kind of was like, well, that was unnecessary. Like, I just felt yeah. like it was it was completely unnecessary. I was only focused on Travis Kelsey's reaction. I wasn't yeah. looking at it, the bigger picture of it.
1: Sure. Which I think that was kind of my reaction, too. I yeah. thought, that's very selfish. Yeah. Because your coach has a lot more to worry about than you. Yeah. Yep. Or whatever your concern the, is yes. in that moment, yes. right?
3: And I was focused on his behavior in that moment and thinking it was really mm.
2: unnecessary.
3: I think is what it was kind of my yeah. initial. It's a good reaction, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I would be honest. I did not see the moment live, and I actually haven't seen any memes or anything online because I've been so busy with other things. That is but so we funny. did watch the game, and we enjoyed it as a family. We were rooting for our teams. But I really like hearing about it right now because we've talked about it a little bit here. And so I'm, I'm excited to unpack that.
4: So you said rooting for teams. So there was difference of opinion in your house.
2: There was difference in opinion. I yeah,
4: mean, it would be really hard to have 22 people in the same family. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not quite well, that many just, as you know, as much as it feels like that. No,
4: I you know what's funny about it, the reason I bring that up is because the other day I said, um, I know you you and Will came up and I said, and the, Will and Karen and their seven kids and Karen they have eight. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Get it
4: right. Sorry, Maybe it's all the gray hair in my beard that I can't count anymore. <laughs> Kayla, thoughts?
1: That's probably what it is. Yeah. So,
4: so this is. So then I thought about the the the, the incident well, on the side
1: Wait, like. but let's let's finish. Kind of talk about the incident because right. he bumps the coach. Everybody, first. everybody, kind of the meme that's going around is a still shot, and Kelsey is his mouth is wide open in a scream, a yell of some kind, mm-hmm. and Andy Reece just staring, kind of down at his. Play sheet. It's like he's not even listening, right? <laughs> mm. he, 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 it's a very stoic response. Yeah, that, that's that's captured in that one frame.
4: So 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 so, so recap. Kelsey bump pushes into him. Screams F U, F U you multiple times. It's the, the lip-reading looks like on television And then he goes away from the sideline. So mm-hmm. we don't have any, no, any context about why that happened We right. all know that Travis Kelsey is just really upset about something But here's why I think it's a parenting master class because the first thing coach Reed does is he does not react to Kelsey at all He still stays focused on, on, on the, di- the dial in here to the game, right? Yep. So that's that's important number two and um, he, he clearly, the way he responds to this in retrospect, as I thought about it, is he gives no thought to how his interaction with Travis makes him look. Yeah. Mm. It's very clear that he gives no thought to that. He's not like, oh, I better bow up to this guy because there's like a, what, 117 million households in America watching this thing. Um, I need to I need to man up. He doesn't do any of that stuff. And that to me is the first thing because so often when, when we see behaviors from our children, we go, oh yeah, well I'm bigger, uh, tr- I run your life you can't do anything without me and we, and we and we either make statements like that or we act like that mm. so the first thing to me in the master class is he, he, he doesn't bow up and try to go i'm bigger than you i'm better i'm in charge none of that nonsense that, that we so often do then the second thing is he lets him stay uh he doesn't let him back in the game even though he's arguably the best player at that position in the history of the league right he, he, he keeps him on the sideline until they get him regulated because mm. at one point um Coach Reed's not on the sideline. He stepped back a few a few feet, and you realize that somebody's about to hand Kelsey a helmet, and Reed grabs it out of his hand. Cause he's like, no, he's not ready to go back in. He can't have his helmets. Mm. And then later on, he goes back into the game, has a couple of good catches there in the fourth quarter, gets some good yardage run, you know, yards after yep. the catch, and puts them in the position that they tie that the game gets. T- they, they actually take the lead right, and before San Francisco comes and ties it up. And then afterwards, at the press conference, when the coach is asked about it, he doesn't shame the player he doesn't call him out which is a phrase that i can't stand because everything if you disagree with somebody you're calling them out now he doesn't do any of those things he just says you know travis is a passionate young man and i appreciate that about him so he doesn't publicly shame his kid quote yeah and i just thought from from as they used to say from soup to nuts it was just brilliant when i took a step back from it to think gosh I, i hope that all of us would act like some version of Andy Reid, who, by the way, I don't like. Um, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys have never beaten Andy Reid-coached team. Okay, I've got issues with Coach Reid. He punks <laughs> my hometown team every single time.
1: So, so, the so problem, I had to look past that. So the problems you have with Andy Reid are as a, coach against, as a coach coaching against your team, not as a person.
4: No, yeah, no, I'm, I don't know Coach Reed at all. He's funny. He's funny in the State Farm. I want my Nuggies ads. I just
1: want to. I just want to make that stipulation. Yes, Worse.
4: no, I'm sure Coach Reed's a lovely man. I'm sure Andy Reed's a lovely man. Coach Reed, I got no time for, because <laughs> the Cowboys can't beat him. It's not his fault. It's theirs.
1: You know, my 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 favorite State Farm Andy Reed commercial is not the Nuggies one. It's the first one he did with the markers.
0: I don't remember where, that one.
1: It's the very first one Andy Reed was in. Uh, is oh. it's it's the team playing you know like going home from a game or something, and he, there's a a football player sitting in a seat asleep, and he's got marker drawn <laughs> on <over> his face. <laughs> you know how you, you used to prank your friends, yes. right? And it's Coach Reed, and he's drawing he's
3: drawing on all he's the kids, on all the players, all the
1: players' faces. And you know Jake from State Farm walks up, and he just flings the <laughs> marker away as if he was what. But you know, not know, not me. I wouldn't do nothing. Look at his face. It's
2: fantastic.
3: Oh, that's hysterical. Y'all I haven't seen that.
2: I was going to say, y'all watch a lot of commercials. <laughs> I don't watch any. Live sports. <laughs> I Live guess. Live sports. You can't fast forward to the uh, commercials. Just some
4: context. We had a 10-minute discussion on <laughs> who should watch it, why should or shouldn't watch commercials out <laughs> of this.
3: Okay, so I am thinking about that from like a parenting perspective, mm. that whole incident, right? So I was kind of, I was like, it was kind of in shock when I saw it. And I've I've read lots of different opinions on it. and And one thing that I heard somebody say, or I read that somebody wrote was something like, you know, everybody focuses on our kids and their behaviors, but we know them better than anybody else. And we as the parents have to meet their needs in the situation. And not just like you said, like be concerned about what everybody else is thinking of how we should respond to them or how we should react to them. And I thought that's so good because, you know, I mean, he he got a little physical with him too. It wasn't just yelling at him. I mean, he was getting physical. And I know that we have lots of listeners whose kids will get physical with them. And I think that more than anything, especially when it's done in public, can get parents like, I've got to respond really well to this because everybody's going to say, you can't let your kid do that to you, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I think, you know, Coach Reed knew in that moment he's amped up. You know, I think they were down at the time. I think they were they were losing at the time. And so he was probably extra stressed. And so he saw all of that where the rest of us are seeing, like, this aggressive, you know, what – Coach Reed knew who he was dealing with and he didn't get distracted by what everybody else might think in that moment. And I thought, what a good perspective because if my kid who I know and I love is feeling extra stressed, they've got, you know, something that's going on that's maybe out of the ordinary or that's extra, you know, extra stressful that day. Mm. And they respond in a way that maybe is out of the norm for them. That's not something I would normally see, mm-hmm. but everybody else is just seeing this kid that's behaving poorly. You know, if I respond in a way that says, Oh no, you can't treat me that way. Yeah. Instead of going, wow, you're extra stressed. I need to help you regulate and calm down. And we can talk about it later. It's not okay. But we can talk about it later. We're not going to do it in this moment when you're extra stressed. And I think that was, I just think that was so well done in that moment, looking back on it. I, I didn't have that initial reaction. But as I've had time to, like, kind of think over it, I do think it was just well done. And and it mirrors so much of what we want for our kids is for them to be seen, not for their one behavior that was, witnessed in public but mm. for them as 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 a whole and who they are
1: now, so. you used the word perspective there and i, I really <laughs> like that that statement that you made because what yeah. you were saying reminded me of was we're seeing this incident through kind of a singular lens despite the yes. fact that there were thousands of cameras right in <laughs> that stadium right <laughs> Um, it, it's all that moment has been condensed down to one one image, right? right? It's very focused. It's very myopic, and not to not to um, not to say that Coach Reed is like God, even though our friends in Kansas City may think he is. At <laughs> but we you know we see time through that same myopic lens. God sees time as the whole thing, right? And I, 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 that situation seems very similar to me, is that you know, Travis was focused on that singular moment. Coach Reed's trying to be focused on everything that's mm-hmm. going on. He's looking at the whole game, what's passed and what he's hoping is going to pass in the future, right? Whereas Kelsey was just in that moment. And it's a similar thing to what you were saying, Kayla. We need to, as students of our children need to keep that whole focus in mind when we're dealing with that little specific myopic moment of behavior. Right.
3: Well, and not get dialed into this behavior mm. and and squashing the rebellion, so yep. to speak, right? Like we can get into that like if I don't stop this behavior right now, you know, I mean, I've seen all the memes. The spiral. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've seen all the things like Oh my gosh! I wouldn't let my, I wouldn't want my daughter to date someone who acts like that, and da, da 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 da. And I've seen all that. We can get so focused on that one behavior that we can characterize somebody by their worst behavior on a really stressful day, yeah. instead of saying like, "This is one incident."
1: Also, forgetting that we've all had a really stressful day and our worst moment too. Right? Yeah.
2: Now, I, I, well, one thing as we've been talking about this, and the thing that really struck me is that. The coach had a plan. He stayed regulated, you know, and, and just like you said, Kayla, when our kids are getting amped up and having those behaviors or having those meltdowns, whatever's going on with them, the key is we need to figure out how to stay regulated. Yeah. And part of the thing for that has been come up with a plan.
3: Yes. I mean,
2: really, one of the things that we even when specifically do with our teens is we use the phrase, it's not about me. And that gives us the freedom to say, you know what, whatever they're dealing with right now, whether it's frustration or anger with this, other things that we don't even understand what's going on, we can keep our calm because we have something that works for us in that Mm -hmm. moment. So taking the time to plan ahead and say, you know what, if the situation comes up, how am I going to stay calm? Mm -hmm. It gives me the the freedom to be able to react like I want to in that moment rather than reacting to the behavior.
4: I have yeah. four episodes that just come out of your comments. <laughs> so I'm not gonna respond very much to it because there's a lot to unpack there. But what I did want to say though um, is is the other thing that was cool about being in Kansas City, it is the hometown of Ted Lasso. And I know he's just a fake person, but, <laughs> but I think isn't Sudeikis from Kansas City? So he's from Kansas yeah, at least, right? So. Um, <clears throat> There's, there's a thing that the Travis Kelsey, who I said this already, when you look at his stats and his numbers, Super Bowl wins, postseason receptions, yards, all the stuff, he's likely the best player of that position in the history of the game. Mm. But what people remember about him is that he's Taylor Swift's boyfriend, and he yelled and cussed and shoved his coach on the sideline. Yeah, And, that's, and, that, and that makes me sad for him. Yep. By, by the way, because because he's his him and his brother have a podcast together, and his brother apparently read him some version of the riot act about his behavior on their podcast, uh, the first episode. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah,
3: I heard about that.
4: But but Ted Lasso says, "I sure hope that I'm not judged by how I act on my best day, nor on my worst day. Yeah, but by all the days in between." And I think that he'll he he likely deserve not likely he does deserve that because he's a human being, and and everybody needs a fair shake, right? But I've got thinking about that, so often we judge our children by their worst day. Yep. We judge ourselves by our worst day.
3: hmm yep.
4: Right. And I think that, that, that we need to we need to come to terms and realize that's part of the human condition is we tend to gravitate mm-hmm. towards the negative, but go, you know what, I'm not gonna judge I'm not, I don't care that he's Taylor Swift's boyfriend and I don't care that he that he got injured with his coach on the sideline. Um, I care that apparently he's a nice man who visits kids in hospital and donates a lot of money to charity. Yeah, and has won three Super Bowls. Um, you know, you know what I mean. Like, like, like I don't know him. I will never meet him. There is zero chance. You know, I will ever meet Travis Kelsey. But, but he deserves better than he's currently getting because what we do is we dogpile people on the for for their worst behavior. Let me make that more real. We parents tend to dogpile our children. Mm. When, when we see their worst behaviors, when the real answer is you stay regulated, you stay calm, you help make sure they're regulated, and then you move forward. Because yeah. also this is the Travis Kelsey quote I saw on Monday or Tuesday, the day before the parade. He said, asked him about Coach Reed when he's now more regulated. He's all amped up and angry. He's not concerned, he's not stressed, he's not euphoric because they gave him the trophy again. He's none of those things. He's just back to being regular dude. And I asked him about that, Coach Reed, and this is what he said, Coach Reed is the greatest leader of men I've ever heard of. Mm. Because at the end of the day, the guy who responded to him, at, when he was at his worst, and his worst... 117 million households got to watch his worst.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. I talk about being under the microscope, and at his worst, the way his coach responded is likely how his coach has treated him the entire time he's played for him, and so what you know, I have now is that thing that we also just want our kids to respect us. Well, it turns out maybe if you treat your kids the way Coach Reed treats t- Travis, they may stuff say stuff like, Coach Reed is the greatest leader of men I've ever heard of, mm-hmm. because he clearly has his players' respect. Yeah, Based on the canon of their relationship, not one incident on the sideline last Sunday. No.
2: So, what I hear you saying, Ryan, is that we want our kids to grow up knowing that we're on our on their side. We have their back, and at their worst moments, we're not going to judge them for it.
4: That's what I'm saying at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm joking. I'm kidding. Oh, that, yes,
4: that, that's the, That's much more um, succinct than what I did. <laughs> but yes, no, absolutely. That is absolutely, they have to know, no matter how bad, I can handle you at your worst, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm on your side, and I will help you. Because yep. that's what I saw last at, the, at Super Bowl 58.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, we hope you have enjoyed our sports-infused uh, greatest sports day in America episode <laughs> of the Empowered Parrot Podcast. If you have any thoughts you'd like to share with us about your reaction uh, to the incident on the field and the response thereafter, we'd love to hear from you. You can email them to us at podcast at onebighappyhome dot com, or hit us up on any of the socials if you're, you know, one of those people who are on the socials. So everyone then. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: no one. Your, your grandmother might not check us out on Facebook, but
1: still, no one has ever. You know, texted, uh, tweeted at us on, on Twitter. So, you know, I, I think when we say socials, it's pretty much on, all Facebook, but you know. I haven't been on Twitter. X. It's always going to be Twitter. I it will always be Twitter. I haven't been on X formerly. Elon Twitter. can do whatever he wants with it, okay, name it, listen, call it, whatever he wants. We, it's we don't have time for
4: this. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I will just say how it comes in my inbox. X, formerly Twitter. <laughs> I, we, we haven't been on that. I mean, I, actually, when we speak at conferences, I don't know if you noticed this. you not you went on yeah, there. Yeah, I've removed it because we don't use it at all. Yeah. So we could have got
1: like 10,000 tweets already.
3: <laughs> Are they still called tweets?
1: Are they called
4: Xs they now? Called do, you tweet,
1: uh, do you tweet on X? Uh, I think you tweet on X, though. Do
4: you realize at the end? Post on X. you realize all the listeners we had have all now ended the episode? Yeah, well, yeah, so <laughs> don't
0: say anything of value after this.
1: As always, thanks for listening. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss in the podcast, you can email us at podcast.onebighappyhome.com. Please like and share the podcast with your friends and family, and you can find us on your favorite social platforms by searching for One Big Happy Home. For our supporters, we have a special episode after the episode called The Green Room right after this, so keep on listening. If you'd like to become a supporter, you can visit podcast.onebighappyhome.com. Thanks for listening.